My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Process Driven. In the last episode, I had a conversation with Glenda Cruz from North Atlantic Explorers, who I was introduced to by a listener of On Taking Pictures. In this episode, my guest was recommended to me by one of my favorite photographers, John Keatley. A month or so ago, I reached out to John and asked if he knew anyone who he thought would be interesting for me to talk to. He responded with two names, one of whom is my guest on this episode. And whether you know Tom Deslongchamp as an illustrator, an animator, or even a ninja, he's every bit an artist, both in the work that he makes and in how and why he makes it. In this episode, Tom and I talk about the importance of play, wrestling with labels and self-identification, and his need to be in love with what he makes. Here's my conversation with Tom Deslongchamp. Please listen carefully. Yeah, I've, I have a lot of experience on a trampoline, so you're probably right. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro. Yeah, not not so much. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not so much with the pro trampoline usage. I wanted to be a stuntman when I was a kid. That was my first. Uh, well, besides ninja, I wanted to be a stuntman. Sure. You know? Yeah, but didn't didn't work out. Uh, did you did you? embark on on the ninja training like did you did you get like shurikens and and nunchucks and stuff were you were you practicing or did it did it not get that far uh i actually did invest in a ninja suit like a real one not just like a halloween costume right um because i had one of those uh, i don't remember what it's called but it was a, a martial arts uh catalog and you could buy swords and but you, you could buy swords out of a catalog. That well, sounds like danger waiting to happen. It, you know, it had little like this is illegal in this state and this. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and how old were you at this at the time? Oh, what? I was like ten. You oh know? man. So I, you know, I uh, just liked ninja movies and wanted to be cool. Right. So. so when when did the dream of of stuntman change? Uh, I'd say it was actually seventh grade when I, uh, uh, did a report on Vincent van Gogh. (laughs) Sure. uh, I, I mean, I'd always, you know, loved art and everything. It's it's the obvious connection of stuntman and (laughs) and Vincent van Gogh. (laughs) I mean, it was the first time where I was like, wow, this guy who lived like a hundred years ago was doing art and no one gave a shit. And he did it till he died. And then, uh, now he's like super famous, even though he's not alive. And I, I was just like blown away by his commitment to what was he that was the doing. first time that you recognized art as a thing? Like, like that art existed as, as something almost transcendent. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think that's right. Because, hmm. uh, because I, I was acquainted with art. Uh, I'd been drawing since I was like two or three or something. And, I, I've always, always explored the medium of drawing, but, um, I didn't see it as something I wanted to pursue as a passion, you know what I mean? And like, uh, it was just kind of something I did and something I was good at. And, uh, so that changed when I learned about his life. And, uh, so that was the turning point of you saying, this is what I want to do with my life. Well, 
I don't. I wouldn't say that I knew it was what I wanted to do with my life, but it was what I wanted to do at that moment. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I uh, started doing self portraits, and that was the first time I did observational drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, I had just drawn cartoons and you know characters and uh, things like stuff I'd seen on TV, seeing if I could draw, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. And, uh, but then I, I did these self portraits and it, it was, uh, it like kind of blew my mind that I could render something, um, that I saw. And, um, it, it was incredible to me. Um, was, was there a specific aha moment, a specific drawing that, that, that made that possible in your mind? There's one that comes to mind and it's, uh, just a self portrait that I did in my room looking in the mirror. Um, I think I had a beanie on <laughs> and, uh, I was pretty dorky, but, um, I just did this port self portrait. I remember thinking that my eyes actually looked like my eyes, you know, and it was just bizarre to look at a drawing that I had created that was me and it felt kind of like me. And, um, so it was a simple, simple thing. And, uh, but you know, it's kind of stuck with me, you know, and I mean, in relation to what I'm doing now as far sure. as portraits and stuff, but sure. yeah. Um, and, so when, when yeah. somebody asks you that, I, cause I really don't like this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, cause I'm curious to what your response is going to be. When somebody asks you, what do you do? <laughs> wh- how do you answer that? And, and has your answer changed over time? Yeah. I would say it definitely has changed. Uh, Like, you know, back then when I was a teenager, I was like, I want to be an artist. But then uh, I learned about a program called Flash, uh, an animation program, and it exploded my brain because I had tried making um, animations, stop motion animations on my parents' um, video camera by just clicking record, like on off. Right. On off. Right. Not, uh, Not so good. I could get like two frames per second, you know what I mean? And, uh, but you know, and that was exciting to me at the time, but then with flash total freedom, I could draw frames, I could put audio in it. It was just like, it opened up everything to me. And then from that point on, and I I was, I was kind of, you know, doing art and animation, but the animation part was actually making money for me because I, there was a demand for it. And, um, and then when I went to college, I, uh, I was at RISD and that era, I, I just identified as student. So it's like, there's these different eras of my life where, you know, I'm a student. But then when I came out of uh, college, I studied animation. So that was my major. Uh, when I came out of college, I was like, I'm an animator. Like that's that you my, self-identified as an animator at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I, I'm an animator. I want to be a director. Like I want to um, create things. Uh, in the medium of animation, that's my gift. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of hit like a the post school optimism, you know, spike of like I'm gonna do things. <laughs> right. uh, to I kind of I kind of nose dived into like oh I'm working now and like I was working at an ad agency doing um, I mean doing everything like I was doing video editing animation i was building websites i was recording audio i was editing audio i was making music i was like doing everything in-house right. that, that i could basically save them a buck not having to hire someone <laughs> right 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 right. and uh, get tom to do it he'll do it yeah i was kind of just the straight out of school kid that could do all this stuff and right. uh 
and it, you know, it taught me a lot, but I wasn't really that happy there. Uh, and I realized quickly that I wasn't really an ad guy, uh, an ad agency guy. Like I, we would end up hiring contractors to, you know, do a photo shoot or, uh, uh, John Keatley, for instance, uh, right. we, we hired him for stuff. That's and the it, connection to John. Yeah. That's how I met him. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, and he's, remember, he's the reason that you and I are talking. Yeah. And yeah, I love yeah. that. I, I, I was just realizing that as I stumbled upon this, but when I met him, I was like, he struck me as a person who was doing what I wanted to do. Not literally like, mm-hmm. cause I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to be a photographer, but, but I was like, I want to be that guy who's really good at what they do and is brought in to do what they do. Right. And then he gets to leave. <laughs> right, 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 right. And you has know? such a passion for it. Yeah. I, I and, know very few people who love what they do as much as John Keatley does. Yeah. And, and I loved talking to him mm-hmm. and he was inspiring to me and, and he just had a, um, a, a sure, uh, like a, uh, a stability in what he was doing um, in a focus that I was in love with. And, mm-hmm. um, so what and, were you at the ad agency? How, how were you, if somebody asked then, what do you do? Well, we were all called art directors, okay. but okay. not, not art director in this, you know, the art director has different meanings in sure. different places, but for, for us, that was a pool of creatives right. that, uh, would jump on projects and direct art, but it was basically just doing it. You right. know, not really very similar telling. to uni when, when, I mean, that that's our labels were very similar. I went from working on the flash team as a contractor to a full-time position as an art director, but it, the day to day didn't change very much. Exactly. And, uh, so, I mean, it, it, it was, it was crazy. Cause I mean, I was just doing so much, so many different kinds of things. And then I was still kind of doing freelance uh, or, or, or not really, well, a mix of freelance and my own personal projects. Cause I, I always have a personal project going. It's like stuff. I just, I just, am always creating, I, I have to create things. And so I was, um, you know, I would stay up late making my own animations and then come to work and do all that stuff. And I right. was like really tired and, um, and really like, man, I need to get my own thing going but I don't know how, you know, and I was just trying to figure out how to do the next project, um, personal project or get a good job, you know, because I did like a a couple projects that I'm really proud of in that time. Like in 2009, I did a music video for this band called Jukebox. And, um, that's one of my favorite pieces that I've done because it had, uh, like a truth, that just appeared out of nowhere and I made this story and it kind of flowed out of me Mm -hmm. and, um, they didn't pay me very much, but I, I felt completely determined to do it. I knew I needed to do it. I loved the song. It it would just, everything was connecting in that. Um, but, uh, but art, I mean, I guess to contrast, you know, like art was in drawing and, and portraits. I, all this whole time, I, I'm keeping a sketchbook in my pocket, and I'm doing drawings all all the time. Like, ask anyone that I was around through those years until now. Like, I've always had a sketchbook, and I, I'm always sketching people that I see. But I wouldn't really do anything with it. Hmm. Um, it was always just to keep 
that keep it flowing because I knew drawing was valuable. And I learned that in college, um, uh, that ideas come out of drawing for me. Um, mm -hmm. so, so not, so not yeah. necessarily valuable as a skill, but as, as a bridge to other things, although as a skill as well, but not, I mean, there, there are multiple meanings to the value that you had for drawing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just, uh, challenging myself in a private uh, scenario um, and not really having the pressure to sh show people. Um, and I, you know, when I look at, I have like piles and piles and piles of, of sketchbooks and they're just kind of funny to look through because they have one page will be a couple ideas that I never did. And mm -hmm. then the next page is like a sketch of my friend. And then the next page is like a weird cartoon. There was like no filter uh, and, um, and I love just going back to them cause, uh, it, it's kind of pure and some of them are, you know, not very good, you know, like <laughs> a lot of it isn't good, uh, to me. Um, uh, but it kept that juice flowing <laughs> right. right? as far as training my eye and seeing the world and learning how to, to compose and, um, and I didn't really know if anything would come of it. I was really inspired by the artist uh, David Shrigley. I don't know if you're familiar. Mm, with I'm not familiar work. with him. Um, check out his stuff. His David Shrigley. Okay. David Shrigley. He's uh, um, uh, uh, English artist. Uh, amazing. So funny. Like I mean, his stuff is crude uh, and simple and kind of childlike. Um, a lot of humor, and um, he's always inspired me. Uh, and um, I'd say that my a lot of my early sketchbooks were deeply inspired by him because it was just kind of a no rules humor, but also, you know, honestly capturing things and kind of mixing it all up and mm -hmm. interpreting things and playing around. It's, it's just playing, you know, right, right. Uh, being playful. So um, so back to you were asking me how I I can't remember which question how the identification on. changed over time. Well. Like how, how was, would you, how would you identify yourself now? If somebody walked up and said, yeah. oh, so what do you do? Which is such a presumptuous question anyway. Like that's yeah. the only thing that gives you value. Right. But, yeah. but it is, it is a convention. It's difficult. I have a hard time with it because I, I often use the, the catch all artist uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that includes my animation and it includes my portraits, but, uh, and it has an open-endedness to it, like, cause I could, I can make any kind of art. Like, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm making a lot of experiments right now that I don't even share. And, uh, so who knows what it could develop into. Um, but you know, uh, in certain, you know, job circumstances, I'm, I'm, I'm an animator and, uh, all people reach out to me as an animator mm -hmm. and people reach out to me as a, uh, artist, uh, as an illustrator even. And, and I really don't really, I really don't identify as an illustrator, honestly. Um, because I don't draw everything. I mean, I do specific kinds of things. I can draw anything potentially, but I, I don't know if the, if it's a good fit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's confusing and I'm still, I try not to worry about it too much. Uh, you know, like with, managing social media like my bio and all that stuff right I, right i try not to 
overthink that because there's so many people overthinking it all the time and <laughs> and you know it's just kind of annoying and obnoxious like right when it's just like i just um i mean i don't want to make fun of anyone and and i've done it myself but it's just kind of like a you just want to be like i'm a maker man i just make stuff right, I'm, I'm right any medium but it sounds pretentious and <laughs> kind of dumb and so i don't know i've just resigned myself to i'm an artist i um you know, visual artists. <laughs> right. Uh, but is, is, but, uh, is yeah. being an art, is being an artist more important than making art? Is there a distinction in that for you? Uh, that question explodes my brain. I don't <laughs> even know what you, I don't even know what that means. But that, that reminds me of the question of, do you, what do you think of art for art's sake? And, um, and that question's always exploded my brain. Right. And I, Feel like i still don't understand it uh because i do what i do because i i have a passion for it i don't do anything because i'm trying to sell it or um there's a market for it mm -hmm. um, and um that's never been a motivation for me there are times where i'm like well maybe someone would like this and maybe someone would buy this but it's never like the reason i push materials and try new things and mm -hmm. um i do it because it's like walking in a foreign woods you know you, you just want to like see what's behind that tree and what's under that rock or whatever you know right and um and at the moment you know i do feel pressure from time to time to choose an identity and be like right. I i'm an animator right or i'm an artist and uh uh but the truth is i can't i can't side with anyone at this point but maybe in 10 years I'll just be primarily doing art or maybe in 10 years, I'll primarily be making animation and or directing uh, short films or a TV show or something. I don't know. Like it, I'm open to all of those possibilities, but it's kind of comes down to like the right thing at the right time and whether I'm working with the right people or, you know, um, right. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't have a solid answer. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't either. And that's and it's yeah. the, one of the reasons that I asked it because I I struggle with it myself. I struggle with first of all, I have a I have a very tenuous relationship with with the word art and 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 I'm I'm hesitant to label anything that I do art. Uh -huh. And I don't know why. I don't know why. It's something that I've struggled with for a long time. But I I tend to have the belief that that whether or not it's art is not for me to decide it's for the viewer to decide yeah and i but uh, i don't know when that changed because you know very similar to you i wanted to be an animator for disney i wanted to you know that was my things for years when i was little yeah and i didn't make a distinction between uh drawing for disney or painting a picture that may hang somewhere i didn't i didn't understand why those two things were different yeah well i don't think there has to be a difference i was just realizing thinking about it the the labels are more for um consumption in the sense that when someone needs to hire you mm -hmm. right i mean mm -hmm. it's it's like a it's like um an, a way of indexing someone's services right <laughs> i mean so it it's uh I guess that's why I've come back to art artists because it's the simplest, most basic way to label 
my creativity. Mm-hmm. I I don't I'm not a I don't even like saying creativity, just like you're saying about art, you know, like the word art. Right. Like, right. Let's be creative. Let's have, you know, it sounds like some kind of kid kit, like art kit or something. Um, But the truth is there's, there's something kind of cool about dumb, simple things like uh, let's make art. Like, yeah, that could sound like a kid activity, but making good art sometimes means act like uh, pretending that you're a child again, you know, Mm -hmm. like in the the way you see things and um, you know, you can, be a jerk about it and and uh say that it's dorky or you know but you know i think a lot of the best art comes from a place of innocence of resigning yourself to giving up what you think you know and uh and letting yourself be a be uh um stupid (laughs) or you know unaware (laughs) right right and um and i i i mean uh i use uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but I, for my portraits, I use Crayola markers primarily. Yeah. I was um, kind of blown away when you told me that when we, when we, yeah. when we first spoke. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, I mean, it's a complex process, but it's very basic tools and, um, and it kind of, it's, uh, there's, there's just so much to it that I've found over time. Uh, because it sounds really dumb. Um, <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> nah, I give mean, it a there, shot. Go ahead. Well, there describe was, there it. There was a artist. I mean, there was a, I, um, Huffington post did an article, uh, about me last summer. And it's just like artists uses Crayola markers, you know, to make vibrant portraits or something like that. And, it, you know, it sounds kind of gimmicky, like, wow, right. he, he makes cool art with the, these child kind of link baby. Um, yeah. And yeah. I really don't, like that kind of stuff but the truth is it comes back to consumption and labeling sure. so that people can find it and that people can grab onto it and that's a completely different world but anyways uh back to my tools uh it was never a overarching scheme of any kind to oh it would be cool if i made great like art that i really like and that other people like and right. it's all just using this stuff i did right, it because right. I need I a hashtag at, I can work with. Yeah, I was, at, I was at work. I was working full time, not at the agency, but um, I was working at a software company uh, doing animation. Um, uh, and uh, I would often take coffee breaks or art breaks because uh, I'd pull out my sketchbook and just start drawing. And I uh, would draw my coworker, Mike, uh, Mike Wern, and uh, he, he these are, was- These o- are terrific portraits. I, I love these. I, I would buy a book of these portraits. Yeah, that's one of my kind of long-term ideas of or hopes, I guess you could say, is maybe um, someday consolidating it all into a book and kind of writing about it too. And Because um, Mike's a really good friend and uh, it, was, it was a really unlikely, well, un, unsuspecting creative partnership. I mean, kind of more one-way Mm-hmm. like you know he's not really drawing them he's just a, a subject and right. it's a passive collaboration and uh did, how did you it, approach him initially to do it was was he was he aware of it initially did you did you set out to say hey i'd like to draw you every day are you cool with this well i had been working with him for a year or so already mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um and we were our so when i interviewed at this company me and him 
like it was an interview where they would bring in different people from the team with me uh, individually so that they could get to know me sure. and just decide whether they like me. Right. Right. <laughs> and me and me and Mike during my interview became friends. Like it, it was, uh, we talked for like an hour wow. and, and, and then they invited me to lunch or maybe I'm mixing things up. Maybe that was after I hired, but we were just like talking nonstop and became like friends instantly. And, you know, he's, uh, we're, there's a pretty significant age gap. Um, he's, he's like 45 and I'm, uh, or 44 and I'm like, I'm 31, but we totally relate and enjoy each other's company. And we're just great friends. We don't work together anymore, uh, but we hang out like twice a month or so. Mm, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, back to the, I started drawing him and, you know, he was kind of a little, you know, he was, uh entertained by it like what i would do is um there were a couple times where i drew him from life just looking at him and jotted down a little drawing really quickly and showed it to him and he would kind of think it was funny um but then there was a point where i started taking pictures of him where i would just like hold up my iphone to his face right (laughs) how'd that go well that was weird (laughs) that was weirder at first but it was kind of like when you do it to like your sister or your brother where they're like they're like, what are you doing? But they're not like angry or right. they're not offended. And they, so he just kind of went with it. Yeah. And he was embarrassed and self-conscious at first, but he trusted me because we're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this change where I had up until that point for years, staunchly resisted drawing from photos because hmm. I, in school, we were sh- told not to do that so that we could train our eyes how to really see. Sure. And uh, so I kind of carried that as a rule, you know, but I had been drawing from life like forever. And I kind of had this like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to draw from photos now and see how that goes. And, but what happened was since I had drawn from my eye the whole time, I had all of that experience Mm -hmm. and understanding. And then now I could really kind of focus in on the graphic image instead of just doing an exercise. Mm, mm -hmm. And this was a big change uh, in like, it was like 2012 or somewhere around there. Um, Did the work change stylistically as a result of it? Oh yeah. 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 Um, Things got way more refined. Uh, And I mean, there's a progression and you can see it in the mic series and I didn't really mention it for anyone who's listening. It's daily mic drawing hashtag on Instagram and all that. But yeah, when you go back to the beginning, it's a lot more like, uh, uh, it changes so much like from drawing to drawing because I was experimenting and I'm still experimenting now, but it kind of reached a, uh, you can see it kind of even out, you know, after like two years. And was um, the experimentation conscious? I mean, were, were you giving yourself, uh, creative hurdles on on each drawing or did you just let yourself go where you wanted to go what i would do was you know i started with maybe my well i always drew with a pen so that i would commit to what i drew uh in the past like draw with my eye and draw with a pen so i can i have to run with what i do wow um serious um so that did that you know for a long time but then with this i was like maybe i'll use a pencil now Mm. And maybe I'll draw from a photo so I can focus in on exactly how this image looks, you know. And um, so 
but then there was, you know, after a couple drawings and I use it, I, uh, I walked around the office and I went into a conference room and there was this crappy red marker sitting on the desk and I snagged it and thought, well, maybe I'll add a little color, you know? Hmm. And, um, Oh, and I have to, I have to mention at this point that I was very inspired by this Tumblr, uh, account, um, called no talking, please. Uh, the please is P L Z. I think it, and I don't know, you might want to double check that, but if you search for no talking, please art, you'll probably find it. But anyways, this guy, I think I can't remember where he lives. He's mysterious. I, I don't really know anything about him and I don't even know what he looks like. Um, and to be completely honest, I don't even follow him anymore. <laughs> um, but at that time, his drawings and his art blew my mind into pieces. And I, uh, I just couldn't get enough of what he was doing. And, um, so that was a, it was just so interesting to be so inspired by something that's different than what I wanted to do. But the feeling that was coming through it all was what was motivating me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, man, I want to make something that people can feel when they look at it. And, um, and that's, you know, what I think a lot of like the best art does, right? You right. feel something when you look at it. And I'm really kind of snobby and picky about, I, I really, like my wife, she, she's like a more of the designer angle. She's an illustrator designer. And, but she, she'll look at like design blogs all day and get inspired by that. But to me, that's like torture because like I really don't like seeing what the wave of um, design influence is right now. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like seeing, Oh, this is popular right now. Right. 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 I, that really turns me off and I really don't like that. And I think it's just because I'm more interested in trying to find a secret thing. And I don't think that there actually is a secret thing because I think everything's been done already. But I think that for yourself and what you're, where you've been dropped into history you have history before you, you have the future, and you're trying to find something that you can fall in love with and really grab a hold of and do completely earnestly, right? You don't yes. want to do it because someone you, you're trying to mimic someone so that they'll like you. You're not trying to do it because it's popular and it'll sell. You're trying to do it because you're like, this is gold for my brain. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to mine it till it's gone. Yeah. This um, is the fuel that, that keeps me moving forward. Yeah. And yeah. So his work kind of gave me a little bit of, uh, uh enough of, uh, the courage I needed to embrace these mediums, uh, pen, like just pencil working from photos. So, for, I mean, photography is becoming a, a really important element. Mm -hmm. to this work that i'm making because i'm i'm getting coffee with mike we're eating lunch we were eating lunch like every day we would go out and just find a place to eat and we had this rhythm and um eventually our friend benny who is in uh qa testing at the time would come with us and we had this trio and i would take photos of them while like while we're driving to the place while we're walking while we're eating hmm. and i and mike Wern is just such a beautiful subject. There's just something about his face to me. And he's got character and and um and his eyes and his glasses are iconic. Right. And uh does he get it? Does he does he see what you see in him? 
I would say no, because he's kind of, you know, he was just baffled by it. And, um, but he didn't not like it. Like he mm-hmm. thought it was cool. Like he's just, cause you know, there's a point where he's just like, Oh, Tom's doing his thing. He's taking his photo. Right. And like, eventually there's going to be a piece for me to see. <laughs> so and, it's almost like that, that part of it became just integrated into the routine. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a beautiful era of, um, of har- harmony. I would say with doing my like money work where I'm animating for this company, mm-hmm. but I'm taking breaks and staying healthy and uh, like staying healthy in the sense of like going for walks and eating lunch and, hanging out with my friends and having conversations right? and then taking photos. And these photos are loaded with personal experience. Like they're, they're, they are my life. They're not motivated by, Oh, I just need to make art. It's like my life is happening and I'm making art and it's this loop of recycled or not um, mutual momentum. That's pushing uh, into each one. And, yeah. you know, I and love it's that. just, it, it's perfect. And, um, one is not only inspiring the other, but it's fueling the other and sustaining the other as well. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, um, and then I had this uh, transitional processing time where this job was like a, an hour and a half commute from where I lived. So I would be on the bus or biking and that created this quiet time for my brain to process everything in between. And, uh, and I hated it. I absolutely hated commute. You hated the the quiet time, or you hated the commute? I hated the commute, and I I I hate sitting still. Mm. Uh, and I still hate it. And um, but I found that there's value in it, and there's value in meditating and sitting and letting your brain calm, you know. And uh, but anyways, back to the the pieces. They just started. It's it was like a snowball where I did like five and I'm like I think I should start like a a way to catalog this on Instagram mm-hmm. and then that just started changing the way I used Instagram and social media because it was all of a sudden I was ready to embrace the idea of like making a series right you know? right and that was something I I never did before because I would get bored like well what's worth making a series about or how can I, why is this a group of artwork or a body? Like I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all of a sudden I cared so much and I was like, no, this is the daily Mike <laughs> drawing. Right, 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 right. And, and then I, I started experimenting. Well, how can I add the marker without it looking markery? Because if you draw with a marker, a Crayola marker, it looks like you drew with a marker. And right. I'm like, well, okay. How about I cut up little pieces of paper and shield the paper to make little shapes and then put the marker on my fingertip and then stamp it with my finger or smudge. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Holy shit. That, that had to be just, (laughs) yeah, I was like, I can make a little piece of artwork here that I'm in love with and it's, I can do it at work. Right. Because I mean, imagine having a whole like, palette of paint at work you would you would like get fired right (laughs) they'd be like like, why the hell are you painting at work (laughs) put that away you can't do this right right um but i could have just some crayola markers on my desk right nobody's gonna uh, say boo right and and i could draw for you know i could take a break for a half an hour and draw and um and and during lunch or whatever and and 
And I mean, things were pretty chill at that job, by the way. I mean, they were really, I mean, I, I was always delivering, like I would, I got my work done. So this never got in the way. The personal work never got in the way of the professional no, work. No, and my immediate overseers were like into it. Mm -hmm. Like they were, they were, it was like, it, it added to morale because there were things happening here. You know, what's like, Tom doing now? What's, yeah, let me see the latest one. Yeah, exactly. It was like a, what's Tom up to? And like, oh, wow, that one's better than the last one. Like so what was, what was this first one? There's one that sticks out to me as using the Crayola marker, but not necessarily the stamping technique. Mm -hmm. um, there's one uh, really early on where it's a profile view of Mike and he's got headphones on and there's like a one, it, 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 there's only red and it's like, there's this one line coming down from the top right in front of his face and his glasses are red. And then his shirt just has red vertical, almost, you know, strokes of red. And it's because this marker was dried out, but I found that there was actually a way that you could get a lot of quality out of a dried up marker. Hmm. Um, and it became more like a brush, like a paintbrush than, wow. than like a foam nub, you know, like, and I actually have that piece framed on my wall. I'm looking at it right now that I just mentioned, but, um, and also I'm, I should mention, I started at this point using a brush marker, like a, 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 a India ink Japanese, uh, brush pen. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the little, the little water cartridge ones. Yeah, but it was like one that um, it just comes with the little tiny ink capsules. Ah, okay. That you you puncture inside it. Um, uh, so I was that was opening up my work to having like really fine, precise graphic qualities, and I was kind of you know early on a lot of the mics have like black outline. Like mm -hmm. I was kind of going for a comic like graphic novel almost right right, sort of right right like they've feel. all been been inked up yeah. yeah like i would pencil it and then once i felt good about that i would add some lines over it and and i was very inspired by the no talking please which is a lot of his work is like that but then there was a point where you can see the black lines gradually become thinner and thinner until they're just marks mm -hmm. and then eventually it's they're completely Oh, well, almost gone. Right, right. <laughs> and now I'm using areas of color to show form and regions of, uh, you know, just uh, areas of color. And um, yeah, the now, evolution of this technique has been I, I just as as a viewer going through it, I I have been enjoying so much seeing, you know, the different iterations and how you and like and going, what's he doing? Oh, OK. Is he doing this? Is he doing that? And seeing how you're working through different different visual problems has been really exciting. Awesome, yeah, it's really it, it's really fun for me to hear that. Like, I mean, because you know, because I've kind of just the whole time, like it's been years now that since I started it, and I just had a mentality of head down, get to work, keep doing it. Don't worry about whether it's adding up to anything mm -hmm. because I, I had this, you know, like really strong faith that it was important. And I, I just felt like, well, I just need to trust that this is good in the long run. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, because I had the immediate gratification of knowing that Mike's my friend and I enjoy Mike and these pieces are to celebrate that. 
Right. You know? Right. And so it's like you can't lose. With no, that, and right? had 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 you began this with, well, what do I want this body of work to be? Where do I want it to go? What's my end? You have all these questions in the back of your mind, or at the forefront of your mind, even. It it really does put a put a damper on where you go with it. It sounds yeah. like anyway. So for you, just to like you said, just head down. I'm just this is my goal is to just keep doing these, and you know I'll worry about where they end up or what they become later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it came out of all of it is come came out of a of of genuine appreciation for for a human being and and I mean Mike in this case and sure and what happened was if you look through my Instagram feed you start to see other faces pop up mm-hmm. and it's not just Mike anymore and I start drawing my brother Jason and I start drawing um, I Benny a little bit and I draw my wife for. Uh, Friends and but then I also start drawing like random people from the internet, like people that once in a while I would put out a little thing on Twitter, like, "Hey, someone send me a, a selfie, I'll, I'll draw you," you know, and um, kind of just keeping starting to mix in different human beings and hmm. and it um, and I mean, fast forward, you know, now it's been uh, you know, I guess four years or something. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, wow. and. Uh, so it's actually not that long, uh, but I'm still just drawing who I want to draw and um, getting really into it. And like my process is still changing and I, I'm still using markers, but I'm starting to use a lot more. Um, I'm starting to add because the process kind of peaked last summer, I'd say. Uh, In what way? I, I got to a point where I wasn't doing new kinds of versions like if you go to my site and look at my main drawings right right they look uniform right i mean most of them like you look at the page and it's like it's this literal body of like one style and um so this isn't this isn't necessarily you assembling a series of like styled portraits this is just the result of where you've been creating exactly okay okay uh and so I started hitting this weird mental wall where I think it reached, it crested. And, and it was actually around the time that someone approached me and asked me to have a show hmm. in October. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm just head down, do the work, do the work, do the work for years. And then all of a sudden this person says, we have a large space and we want you to do a show. And all of a sudden I switch into analyzing mode. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, what is this work? Well, yeah, what am I trying and, to say with this? Yeah. What is the best work out of all of it? And, and how do you even quantify that? Uh, yeah, and, and what do I show? And what? how do I frame it? <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> right. And and I realized that and I was getting commissions, realizing that commissions were just this, it felt like a dead end to me. Where, yeah, I'm making some money, but the process, I feel like I'm trying to repeat a process, not, mm-hmm. it's like following a recipe yeah. rather than exploring. You're, you're and, making, you're making product, not art at that point. Exactly. And yeah. I okay. absolutely I understand that. despised it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I still do. And it's really difficult for me. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm really having a hard time with commissions right now because if I don't feel like I'm getting if I don't, 
if there, there's not a mutual agreement that I'm being paid to explore, <laughs> right. I, uh, I don't really want to do it. And, um, and there are exceptions and there are times where I'm like, I really want to make a certain kind of portrait for a person that I know. Mm-hmm. And, um, where I'm like kind of going down that, like cooking, cooking, follow the recipe route. It, the process maxed out and I kind of got a little bit jarred by it. And especially after my show, I, I kind of hit, I nose dove into like a little bit of a, like a artistic depression where I was like depleted and just kind of like, wait, why do I do these? And hmm. what, where am I going with this? And let me ask you, you know, something. Are, yeah. are you able to see, I mean, we may not as an audience or, or as a viewer, but are you able to see differences in the end result of something that you've done as a commission versus something that you've done based on someone you actually know. Absolutely. And yeah. it's not, but it's not one, one, uh, addition to what you just said is that it, I found that it actually doesn't have to be someone I know mm-hmm. to make a drawing, have that extra level of life to it. What's the um, distinction? I, well, there is a level of mystery. <laughs> Because there are times where I don't expect much from something and then something happens. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think part of it is having a genuine curiosity from the get go. Uh, meaning for instance, say internet acquaintance, uh, X, like this person I know from the internet that I've never met before posts a selfie and there's something really vulnerable about it. Mm -hmm. And and I see, I see their eyes and I see a human being that is vulnerable and kind of, you know, like putting themselves out there in a way that's really beautiful and not pretentious, you know, like it might just be the pose and it might be how it, how I connect with the pose Mm -hmm, personally, mm -hmm. because, uh, I just end up going down this curiosity trail where I want to bring, I want to squeeze all the life out of it because, um, when someone emails me and says, hi, how much does your portrait cost? That's, that's just uh, based on our conversation so far, that's got to be an instant turnoff to you. Oh, it, I'm, I don't even know where to start. Like, I still don't know where to start. I've been, I've been personally writing response emails for the last like year and a half. Like I, in the sense that I don't have a script mm-hmm. that I respond to people with. And it's because the, the process is in a script either. Sure. Sure. And um, even though I've gotten, you know, I mean, I don't know how I haven't counted, but all the inquiries I've got, I always respond thoughtfully because I'm trying to think I'm trying to think through it. How can I humanize this process? And what's happened is there's been a few times where someone's like, I love your work. I want to hire you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, uh, I don't know what they're going to give me. Right. I like as far as an image to work with, because oftentimes like 80% of my inquiries are out of state or out of, you know, like it's just from all over the world, you know? Right. Right. I'm like, well, it costs us much. They're like, okay, cool. And then they send me the photo. I'm like, um, this photo won't work for me. Right. Do you have a better one? And they don't really know what I mean by better. Yeah. What does better mean? Yeah. So I have to explain that. But the truth is, I mean, I can direct them, but it's like, it's hard. You end up like you're a photographer all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. But then there are times where people, send me a photo and they're like, can you draw me? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll draw, I'll draw you. Cause that, this is beautiful, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I'll do it for free. And I, uh, and I love it. And, um, and it's, and it's, 
most of my drawings are for free because I want to do them. And I love surprising people. I love the just stumbling upon feeds that like selfies and uh, Instagram feed that that really strike me and then I'll draw it and then I'll post it and the people get tagged and they're just like, holy shit, like you drew me. Oh my gosh. And, right. and it, it's hard because like, uh, what the, the other weird thing that happens is when someone wants to buy it and putting a price on it is, is bizarre because it's like when I've drawn a person like that, they've given me something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now you've got to put a value on, on energy basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and, uh, and it's it's bizarre because uh, I got into a weird situation once where I drew this dude and and he said he wanted to buy it, and then we had a conversation where I I put a little price on it, and he was like weirded out by it and that weirded out got, by the price or or the fact that you would charge anything. The, well, I think that I would charge anything hmm. uh it was confusing and i still don't know what happened and he doesn't respond to my emails anymore so i'm kind of really bummed about it um uh um but i was just trying to i i just offered a what i thought was a reasonable price and kind of lower a lot less than i charge now and but then it got weird and i was huh. like oh but then uh, i did a drawing last week of a friend and surprised him uh from a selfie he posted and he loved it. And I'm like, he's like, I will buy it off you. And I'm like, I'll, I'll just send it to you. And then, so I send it to him and it's his, but, um, he, I told him, Hey, if you want to like give anything, my PayPal's this. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that more because then it's, what does it mean it, to you? Yeah. It's yeah. in, it's, yeah. it's in their court to establish what it means to them and to, Kind of like when Radiohead, remember that really crazy time in like 2008 or whatever when they released their album and just you said could ju- pay what you want. Yeah. Pay what you want. Right. Like, people went, what? <laughs> yeah. And some people paid a lot and some people paid nothing and some right. people, you know, and, and, um, I'm really intrigued by that. And it's part of it's, you know, working with the right people. Cause if you work with the right people, uh, you'll never be disappointed. And, um, I've, but it, knowing who's the right people is the hard part. <laughs> right. Well, especially yeah. when it's, it sounds like anyway, it's so often comes unsolicited, you know, yeah. and, and it's I'm, gotta be strange for you to, to have someone who has on, on, on their end connected so deeply with your work and then they send you something and you go, Hmm, doesn't work for me. Yeah. That's got to put you in a strange position. Yeah. Cause I, I feel all this very deeply. So when someone's like, can you draw me? Here's my photo. If I were totally cold and unfeeling, I would just be like, no, this won't work for me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't, I guess I just, I'm a wimp or something. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, I mean, I, I have told people that, you know, I just don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I, I'm just kind of like, yeah. Like, do you have another photo? And then have uh, they all worked out, or have you have you had instances where it just didn't work out, and you didn't end up doing anything at all? Well, I always do the work, but sometimes the um, response isn't uh, full. Hmm. You know, like uh, um, I had a friend who hired me, and 
uh, and I did the portrait and I kind of struggled with it and, but then I, I, I sent it to her and she was like, Oh, it's great. And then I, I mailed it. But then the next day she emailed me and was honest and said that, you know, actually I don't think it was good as the other work you've done. And I was like, you know what? I, I agree, you know? Wow. And it, and it was, but it was, it was tough. And, you know, and she, she paid me and was really, I mean, it was, I'm really glad she was honest about it and it was awkward and what, but it was real. And, um, and the truth is sometimes, you know, my portraits don't hit the mark, you know, and, um, and sometimes I'm not sure why. And, uh, I did one, well, sort of commission, actually he didn't pay me. I did it cause I wanted to, but I ended up doing three pieces. And on the third one, it was like the right one. Hmm. And, uh, but doing, but for normal commissions, I usually don't do more than one piece. I try to do it on the first try, you know, and, um, uh, so it's kind of a lot of pressure when I'm being paid to do it, but when I'm doing it for myself, there's no pressure. So it's, it's, uh, it's very confusing, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds tough being you, Tom. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, right now I'm kind of just trying to actually stay away from commissions and I make money with animation. Right. And, and, say, and that's how I, I, I support myself. And then I do this work that I genuinely and like, uh, like in love with, you know, well, it's like every time I do it, I, I'm falling in love with an image. Yeah. You know? And yeah. So, well, going, going back a little bit to your drawings page, if, if this, if this is starting to feel too similar for you, do you take time away, let something else kind of bubble up to the surface or do you have to keep working, working, working to work through it into something else? Well, I think uh, you have to keep pushing and you have to try new things. And because mm -hmm. uh, I got really precious with it hmm. and and that was uh, detracting from the work, I think. I mean, the, the portraits are still like good, like I like them, but they they lack the risk t that uh, my original portraits had. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when you start lacking the risk, I think you lack, you know, the edge that, that the feeling that your pieces give now, no, but it, it's not all or nothing sure. e either. Cause it's sure. like, it's incremental. So, yeah, and, yeah. But, but this year I'm getting into a really good rhythm right now of doing work that is different. And, um, I don't know if you've seen my recent portraits, but they, they have a lot more, um, I'm adding more uh, like white tempera or gouache, mm -hmm, uh, and mm -hmm. and I'm uh, I'm even in some cases going over the whole thing with white tempera and resetting it, but some of it shows through and adding layers in a new way. Because I used to only use uh, ink, and that was a completely additive process, which right. was nerve wracking when I would do commissions. Because if I messed it up, if I accidentally got ink on my pinky and put my pinky in the middle of the the person's nose there was actually nothing i could do to to take it back except for in this nowadays i put white tempera over it or gouache and then i can kind of build on top of that kind of like white out i guess you could say right right, right. Um, but back then it was like i would just sit for five hours adding ink to this paper and then at the end i accidentally messed it up i would be like damn it you know like <laughs> It was like, 
it was so fragile and I would just, oh man, it was nerve wracking. But now I'm at the point where if I like royally add something or lay something down that I don't want anymore, I can add white back. Mm-hmm. It's like painting now instead of, uh, I would say my my marker process is actually slow printing. <laughs> it's it's literally putting layers of ink with my pad of my finger and building up little, you know, mosaic layers, mosaic in the sense that the the pattern of my finger, the fingerprint is creating like these strokes and by layering all of those it it like ha- having like a deep red but then ha- stamping a layer of blue on top of it it's like screen printing right a, a three color poster yeah where because yeah. it's all know, semi-transparent yeah ex- well yeah exactly yeah. And, and sometimes things like mix a little bit or they just sit completely cleanly on top of each other and so now i'm kind of switching into a more painterly technique um, but i'm still doing the same stamping ink stuff but i can I can add, I can kind of mess with it now mm-hmm. a little more. Well, and that that's one of the things that I love about seeing this new body of work is, is it still, you know, it's, it's you at play. It's, it's you, as you've said before, being childlike and exploring, but there is still that visual tie, not only back to Mike, uh, but a tie to your body of work. This is still very much you and that comes through. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you can see that because it's definitely still there. And there are times where I totally lose sight and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just, I have to not make art that day or something. Um, but then I come back to like, I, I discover another like image on, you know, my feet or whatever that, that makes me want to go down that road of discovery again. You know? mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm being given something every time I see an image. And then I want to take that and then respond to it um, instead of just me going, oh, well, I should make a drawing because that would be good to make a drawing. You know, like it doesn't usually start that way. I'm usually responding to something or someone. And and I mean, most of the portraits in the last year are just people that I kind of meet randomly hmm. and then I snap a picture with my iPhone and. It's it's funny because I've realized I actually was just thinking about this yesterday. I actually feel like I'm more of a photographer. Interesting. <laughs> like, a, like more like a photographer right. than than an artist because uh because of the process and how it starts with an image. Um and I mean, I don't know, like in in the sense that I don't really want to be commissioned traditionally. Mm-hmm. Part of me thought how cool it would be to be hired like for an event where I go and take pictures of people and then I make five pieces sure you know at home of my choosing right so the, you know, the like, photographs are just your research material on site and then you come home and, and create yeah because like yeah. I mean that would like but it's like you someone hiring me to do this one portrait of their daughter or their brother or you know like um, for some reason, it, I mean, sometimes I can change how it feels by being there in person, sure. um, like taking a photo myself or, um, and, uh, that helps. Um, I love but, the idea though of, of it's, it's this sort of roulette, this sort of creative roulette where 
they let you loose at an event, you may not come back with the primary or secondary people at the event. You may find interest in somebody completely unrelated to who hired you. And that's what you come back with because that's what struck you. That's, that's the conversation you needed to have. Yeah. Yeah. Conversations are a big influencer in how I draw people too. And, and it's funny cause like the photos don't have to be good either. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I draw from bad photos. They don't, it's, people get self-conscious. I take a photo with my iPhone and they're like fixing their hair or makeup. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh, no, don't, I mean, don't worry about it because like, I'm not like, I, I mean, it's, it doesn't even have to be good lighting, but I mean, interesting lighting or, or really, you know, even soft lighting is the best, but like, um, but interesting things can happen with, with, with drab photos, even, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's just, it blows my mind that, uh, it's like, kind of like my, I'm ex- doing a lot of experimentation right now with garbage, like taking plastic and, and I, I, the being able to take something that's bound for the trash mm-hmm. and then use it to make something beautiful, like what better thing is that to redeem something like that, you know, and it's so fun to, to find uh, beauty in unexpected places, I guess. But, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, um, um, it's, it's that weird balance of like delicate and, and like attitude, you know, having a delicate handling something with, with care, but also thrashing it. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Not being afraid to leave a mark. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, because fear, fear, when I'm, when I have anxiety about a piece, um, sometimes the the work is good but it's not a home run to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh and that's a really i kind of hate that feeling <laughs> right. i wanted to i want to be in love with the in piece too i'd like to thank tom for taking the time to sit down with me for this episode uh, there was so much that we just didn't get to that we've already talked about doing another one so stay tuned for that Uh, I'd also like to thank John Keatley for the introduction. Uh, Another conversation with John is in the works. Uh, If you'd like to check out Tom's work, head over to his website at tomdeslongchamp.com. That's T-O-M-D-E-S-L-O-N-G-C-H-A-M-P.com, where you can buy select prints from his portrait series. Uh, You can follow him at TomThinks on Twitter, Instagram and Vine, but I've got to warn you, if you start looking at his Vine animations, be prepared to be there for a while. Uh, once you get into Tom's head, it's it's hard to get back out. Uh, if you like the show, you can subscribe on iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Uh, and if you'd like to support the show, you can do that at jeffreysadoris.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S.com. You can also support the show by sharing it on Twitter or Facebook or by leaving a review on iTunes. Uh, If you know someone who you think would make for an interesting conversation and can help put me in touch with him or her, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Jeffrey Sidoris. And again, thank you so much for listening to these. I, I hope you enjoy them and I hope you'll come back for the next one.